Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you that we can gather together. We thank you for your presence already here with us and just um, being able to rest in you. And I pray that as I speak this morning and the words that you've laid on my heart, that we would learn how to quiet our lives, Lord, that we would learn how to sit by the streams of rivers of life. We just pray your presence in this place, your peace in this place, that we'd be able to engage more deeply with you, Lord. Burdens would be lifted off, distractions from our, in our minds and just things that have been going on through the week. Lord, I pray, pray just to peace right now. In Jesus' name. Our angels ask you be in our midst. Cloud of witnesses, you're welcome. A whole family in heaven. I pray in Jesus' precious name. We all said, Amen. Um, I'm just reading from First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verses 11 and 12. If you've got your phones or your Bibles or you just want to listen along. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 11. This is, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. And attend to your own business and work with your hands, just as we commanded you, so that you will behave properly towards outsiders and not be in any need. That's a different translation to what I usually read, but I'll read it in the New King James in case you're going, what that? That you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. First Thessalonians chapter 4, that is. And... uh, I just really, I don't think I've ever spoke on this before about having a quiet life because I'm always like, come on, let's go. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's part of who I am. But also there is a quietness that God wants us to have too. And uh, so when mum shared about just sitting beside the streams of, of water and, and, you know, letting Jesus be our shepherd, that's kind of just confirmed that I was on the right track this morning. So... Um, The word says aspire, aspire to lead a quiet life. That's to be our ambition. And Paul was not telling the Thessalonians to live lives of noisy, frenetic agitation. You know, sometimes in church even we can go, we've got to, you know, do something and goals and all those things and they're all good. But God doesn't actually want us to lead this frenetic life where we're always agitated. Because he says, my peace I give you. My peace I leave with you. And he says, don't let anybody steal your peace. And the difference between who we are and often what we see in the world is meant to be that we have that peace and that we're free from agitation. You know, often we're like a washing machine, just, you know, and you feel it in yourself. And if you're quiet in nature, then you'll know it sooner. But this isn't about what sort of personality or or type of person you are. It's about your spirit and your soul and and God wanting us to make it our ambition to live a quiet life free from that frenetic agitation. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can get caught up in the, you know, treadmill, a bit like a mouse on one of those wheely-wheely things. Yeah? Is anybody or a hamster? No. Yep. Okay. (laughs) I'm a visual person, so I'm seeing this mouse going round and round and round and round. Anyway, he doesn't want us to live like that. And uh, he wants us to instead 
result of as a result a focus on loving people who do not know Jesus and eat, and love each other that we're meant to make it our ambition to lead a quiet life leading peaceful lives free from conflict and hostility towards others which is a witness to the transforming power of Jesus in our life if we get caught up in everybody else's business and the worries and troubles of everybody else we lose our peace and we end up just being like everybody else. And often you look at us and you look at others and we're no different. We're on the same medication. We have the same grey hair and wrinkles. We have the same stress and stomach ulcers and all those things, you know. And, and we're straining. Except we beat ourselves up more because we know that we shouldn't be like that. Everybody else thinks, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Yet we know there's something better. So we actually beat ourselves up more about it. So I just want to encourage us this morning from the Word that the Word actually says it's okay to breathe and not to hold it but to let it out (laughs) and to lead a quiet life. And that's actually to be our goal and our ambition. 1 Timothy 2.2 says, First of all, then I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions and thanksgiving be offered on behalf of all men for kings and all those in authority, so that we may lead tranquil and quiet lives and all godliness and dignity. This is good and pleasing in the sight of God our Saviour. So it's quite a, if you start to look at the word and look at how many times it talks about quietness and tranquility, and, you know, not getting caught up in frenetic activity. It's quite a lot of scripture that talks about just lead quiet and tranquil lives. And that's why we pray for our government. We pray for those who rule over us. And the word says to pray for them that we might live quiet lives. That we might live quiet lives because that's what God wants to give us. And he says, stay out of all the business of everybody else. And I know if we've got hearts of compassion or we're fix-it people, I can fix that. I know how to fix you. I'm preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to me. I know how to fix. If you come to me, I know how to fix your problem. Just do what I say and everything will be all right. I know, you know, I've said that before. But, you know, we've got to, we've got to sit back and take our hands off. Because if you try to do things when God hasn't sent you in, then you're going to lose your peace. We're going to lose our tranquility. We're going to lose our who God has made us to be because we're being busybodies. Come on now. All of us have the potential to be busybodies because we all know best, don't we? Yeah? And God says, don't do that. The purpose underlying Paul's encouragement was to love and to live quietly and to mind our own business so that those who profess to follow Jesus would behave properly towards others. One of the keys to evangelism is integrity Christians reveal to a confused and agitated world. When we display diligent work attitudes and habits and live in a loving and tranquil manner that respects other people's privacy and does not intrude or gossip, It is a powerful testimony to unbelievers and makes the gospel credible. When we don't get agitated and we don't get involved in other people's affairs, when we don't gossip and tailbear and all those things and we just mind our big fat business, it's not your job to fix everybody. It's your job to go and do what Jesus tells you to do. You know, and I have learnt the hard way. 
sometimes you just got to keep out of it. You know, Philip, he, he's smiling at me over there. But, you know, I'll go, just let me at it. I'll fix it. You know, I, I'm like, I, I would have been an awesome suffragette. You know, like the woman that got the, the vote for women because I'm just like, let me at it. You know, but I also have another side of me that's very quiet. It's just every now and then I get a bit fiery. <laughs> My children are rolling their eyes at me because I do. I get fired up about things. But you only go in and fight the battles that God tells you to fight. And just because you know what to do or you're concerned or you think that's terrible, you don't go in there unless God sends you because otherwise you're just being a big, fat, busybody. And you're going to lose your peace. And, uh, you know, when we display diligence and when we just do our work, God says, he's, he's saying, lead quiet lives and go about your business. Whose business? Your business. Go about your business. And in doing that, people will see that you are different. People will see that you have something they don't. And they'll come asking you. They'll come asking you. You know, we often think we've got to chase everybody down. And yes, it does say go into all the world and preach the gospel. But what are we preaching? We're preaching good news that you don't have to be agitated anymore. Good news that he brings peace. And if we have lost our peace, how can we preach that? So make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to attend to your own business and work with your own hands. Study to be quiet which is a direct contrast to the world's ambition, which is to make a great stir and to be busybodies. Live peaceably, here we go, in your own families and give no disturbance to other families by tail-bearing, whispering and backbiting. Behave in quietness in your neighbourhood. My children might want to hear that. Behave quietly in your neighbourhood, town or city we dwell in, and to seek peace and to live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Don't create and encourage factions, divisions, animosities and contentions. So really, we are the quiet ones in our street. We don't need to be, you know, I remember once when Philip used to go out and uh, he would go out to pastor's breakfast and he would come home quite disturbed because they wanted to be, you know, sometimes we think, oh, we've got to be the life of the party and we've got to show the world that we're not, you know, nerdy and we've got to be cool. And so they would be the loudest table in the whole restaurant. And Philip used to get quite embarrassed because he was like, it was inconsiderate to others. You know, we've just got to be real, but we've also got to be considerate to others. We don't have to be stick in the muds. But we don't go out of our way to make, you know, unnecessary statements. The church has run into a bit of trouble with that. We feel like we have to be better than the world. No, we just, we're asked to be different. We don't have to be the cool kids on the block. we just got to be who we are and who God's made us to be. And if you're cool naturally, then go and be cool. If you're nerdy, then go and be a nerd, but be the best nerd you can be. Do you know what I mean? If you're musical, well, then immerse yourself in that. If you're artistic, if you're whatever you are, just be who you are. But don't go out of your way to cause, you know, like I'm going to preach and tell the whole family that this is what they should be doing or they have to come over to my way of thinking. Believe me, it does not work. If anybody's met my sisters, you'll know. It's like, it's like you don't want to go there. 
And this is good pre-Christmas preparation, people. I'm giving you a Christmas prep. It's 32, 52 days to Christmas, so I'm giving you prep for how to stay out of trouble at Christmas. Aim to live quietly. Do not get into strife or contentions or the normal Christmas after-dinner dramas. Yeah, just go, right, I'm just going to prepare myself. So this is preparation. Aim to, and make it your ambition to make Christmas quiet. You don't have to get in and turn everybody's mind towards your way of thinking, even if you are right. Because in your rightness and your righteousness before God, it says that you will shine like shining lights, that you will sparkle. You don't have to make a big noise and, you know, have arguments and get into that and confront everybody unless God sends you in to actually speak. We just have to be the light. We just have to walk our walk and aim to live quietly and tranquil on the inside. Just aim to live quietly and tranquil on the inside because, especially at Christmas, people can rattle your cage, can't they? Or is that just my family? My family rattled my cage. Mum's laughing at me, but oh, I tell you what, I was, they can just push my buttons. And I'm like, you know what? We've just got to not let people rattle our cage. Does that make sense? Everybody's, yep, I can see I'm preaching to some people. Yeah. And, and just aim that it, we would live unagitated. Because the devil, he's, he, he uses those closest to us. He uses those things that we feel strongly about. And he just knows how to agitate us. And when we're agitated, you know what it does? It pulls us out of the spirit realm. You know, we're just wanting to engage in Jesus. Oh, I'm in just this lovely space. And then your mother or your sister or your neighbor calls and out you come. Oh, they're so annoying. And you've been having this lovely time and floating along. Bang. Yeah? Because the devil knows who to send in to agitate you or to steal your peace, or to cause fear to come up. And he will use anybody and anything that you let him. So make it your ambition. Study it out. Okay, how am I going to live quietly and tranquil? And watch out for the things that steal your peace, and the conversations, and the people. I say if you can handle your own family, I love them, but if you can handle them, you can handle anyone. Yes? God puts you in families to rub off all the... Pokey out sticky bits, you know. <laughs> iron sharpens iron. Come on now. <laughs> I'm not the only one with an interesting background. <laughs> yeah? I love them, but they drive me a little bit bananas. All right? So don't create and encourage factions, divisions, animosity and contentions, even if you do just want to have a good argument. Stay out of it, the word says. Come on now. Stay out of it. I'm the only one who likes to get in there. Yeah? It's not worth it because it'll steal your peace and it'll take away from the message and work that God is doing in your heart. If you stay out of agitation, out of factions, out of contentious stuff and just be at peace and tranquil in your heart and your spirit, I tell you what, that is more beautiful to God and it's precious in the sight of God. It's precious to God. It's well-pleasing to him when we do that. You know, because the world is screaming out for what we have. So don't let it be stolen. Don't let it be stolen by family gatherings, by the stuff on Facebook, by the media, by the bad news press. 
by the people who you work with. Don't let that be stolen. Just say, Lord, I just, I hold on to my peace. You are my peace. You know, don't, you know, Facebook is a shocker. Sometimes you just got to push delete and hide post and follow. Come on. Sometimes we've just got to do that because of those people or those new feeds, you know, you'll be sitting there and you can feel your stomach start to get stirred up. You can start, you know. I have deleted people, none of you, but I have deleted people. I love them, but I don't need to hear their carry-on. I don't have to hear their rants. I don't need to know their political point of views. You know, when you're having a dinner party, they say a polite dinner party, you stay off religion and politics. Just a word to the wise. I know some of us love to get in there and espouse our views, but you know what? Politeness says you stay off certain things. So there you go. There's a hint. If you want to have quiet dinner parties or Christmas lunches, stay out of religion and politics. There you go. All right. All right. It says in 1 Peter 2.12, Friends, this world is not your home, so don't make yourself cosy in it. Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. Don't indulge your ego. I'm right. You're wrong. At the expense of the quietness of your soul. Live an exemplary life among the natives so that your actions will refute their prejudices. Live life well. Live it well so that, as is the Message Bible, so I like how he says, live it well among the natives so that they will see your actions and if they've got a prejudice against your beliefs, if they've got an opinion about what you're doing, you know your exemplary, fantastic way that you live will pull down and knock down any prejudice they might have about how you're living. The best way to prove a point is to live it. The best way to say, you know what? Jesus is the way is to live like he is. Amen? Then they'll be won over to God's side and be there to join in the celebration when he arrives. It's not so much what we say often as what we do and how we act. I like that. The message is good. Live an exemplary life among the natives. Yeah? Because we're not a native of here. We're a native of heaven. So just live it well. And you'll win them over to God's side by how you behave and how you act. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God, without fault in a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine as lights in the world. That's especially for you, Jade Sparkle. You shine like lights in the world. You know, because we do live in a crooked and perverse world where the stuff that goes on that is just not cricket it's just not cool but God says you just do everything without complaining or grumbling and be blameless and pure pure children of God and then you will shine you'll shine like stars and you'll be well pleasing to God when we study to be quiet especially in some circumstances Christmas lunch it quiets everything down on the inside of us Conversations, pursuits, discussions, arguments, even Facebook and other media comments and conversations start to bypass us. We just won't pick up on it. If we study how to live a quiet life and just focus on that, I'm just going to focus on you, Jesus. I'm going to quiet myself. You're in me. I'm in you. And live in that other place with him. 
all that stuff that used to agitate you where eventually it just flows off you because you're all oily with him. You've got the oil of the Holy Spirit and, you know, oil and water just slides off, you know, it doesn't stick. And that's how God wants us to be, all oily. <laughs> that's why Philip gets the oil out when he anoints you because he just drowns you in oil because it's just like you're all slippery and all the stuff that's not meant to stick to you just flows off. That just came to me. There you go. In our world, we often celebrate the extreme life. People who do big, bold stunts are loud and outspoken. And, you know, they're great, those people. Shara's not here this morning, so we miss the noise. She's off doing true grit. Um, but we make, they make a visible difference in society. You can see them. Yet often we ignore the small, everyday, quiet people who are making a difference in their immediate communities, and we don't see them so clearly. We think heroes are born in public and up front of everyone, but maybe heroism is much more quiet than that. Perhaps we value the loud extreme heroes so much that we miss the quiet ones, those who make a difference, because we're too busy watching all the celebrities do their work in front of the cameras. So here are a few benefits, as I finish, to living a quiet life that actually helps us make a difference. Because I know we all want to make a difference and we feel like we have to be militant out there. And there is times for us to stand up and speak. And God doesn't want us to be squashed in that. But Here's some benefits to living a quiet life. A quiet life focuses us on the people in front of us. When we're living loud, extreme lives, our attention is spread across the masses. How can we love all the people across the world? But we neglect that we are placed in our communities for a reason. Seek to enhance your local community before moving on to make a bigger, bolder impact. I know that some of us want to be the Reinhardt bonkies and preach to a million or so people, but seek to do the smaller things first. Sometimes that's all you'll do, but the small things matter. Yeah, Seek to enhance your local community in quietness, just going where God says to go, blessing where he says to bless. Look after one another. It says to look after one another. If we care and, and pray and serve one another, that is actually astounding to those outside who don't know Jesus and it draws them in. It says, look after your brother and sisters in Christ and then look after others. Sometimes we can be so out there that we don't look after one another. So let's look after one another's and then together reach out. So, so let's seek to enhance your local, local community. A quiet life sees the need to love the people around us, not just the crowds. We learn how to be faithful in the small. Number two, a quiet life prevents burnout. Boy, have I learnt this one the hard way. When life is moving fast, we expend our energy faster. The faster you go, the quicker you have to run, the quicker you burn out. Yeah, We then become exhausted from all our doing. Do, 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 do's. Instead of just being. Yes, Burnout is far too common. I don't know how many pastors and leaders I have met that have just burnt out. What is the, the a youth pastor? I think it's eighteen months term, and they they burn out. They have got so much passion and drive, and some of you, it's like, come on, but you, we don't pace ourselves. A quiet life where we're just focusing our ambition is just to be steady, steady Eddie, and it's, as we don't expend all our energy and we can run the race. It's not how we start the race with Jesus that really matters. It's how we finish. How are you going to finish? 
But the quiet life acknowledges limits. We move slower and only take on what we can. I'll say that again. We move slower and we only take on what we can. Because of this, we never truly stop working in people's lives. We give only what we can and we can continue doing it without the burden of burnout working on us. Give where you can and you'll be able to do it consistently. You know, I say to many of you when you come and talk to me, you know, how do I read my Bible and I can't pray for an hour and all those things I say, well, what's the minimum you can do that you can do forever? Because as you do the minimum, it will grow because your capacity grows. But take it back and go, what's the basic that you can do? And just do that well. And as you get stronger, you'll just it will build. It's a bit like working out or running. I tell you, you know, I'm, I'm nearly up to 7Ks, and, but I started at 30 seconds. You'll be astounded how much capacity, but do the minimum that you can see that you can go forever on. It's like diets. You know, everybody does this great big healthy food thing and it lasts for how long? Well, your New Year's resolutions lasted until the 2nd of January. <laughs> yes? It's like what can you do at the basic level that you can do for good? Because that is lifestyle and that is real change. So we don't burn out in doing good. So what can you do now? Just do that and your capacity will grow. A quiet life gives you time to learn. This is the last. No, it's not the last. Yeah, this is the last one. If we live loudly, we also fail loudly. By being patient and quiet, we give ourselves a time of apprenticeship where we learn all we need to, to before setting out. This does not mean we defeat the possibility of failure. We just ensure that we have all the right tools before embarking on the journey. If anything, we possibly make failure less likely of having this time of learning. Live quietly. If you've got a vision, if you've got a plan, you don't have to run out in a blaze of glory to do it. Just live loudly. You're going to fail loudly. Live quietly. You're going to learn. See life as, you know, it's, it's about a journey. It's not about a destination. Your destination is heaven. Yeah? There is a dignity and even a necessity in living a quiet life. It helps us move in God's rhythm. The ebb and flow of the spirit. Ebb and flow. I love the ocean because it reminds me of God's rhythm. I love the seasons because they remind me of God's rhythm. We get caught up in the world's rhythm and we're going to be like that mouse on the whirly-whirly thing and the mouse thing. And the mouse, we'll just be running, running, running on the treadmill of life. God's rhythm is ebb and flow. Sometimes you have amazing full-on encounters and, you know, you're travelling the world and there's awesome stuff happening at work and your family and relationships. Yahoo! You know? And other times it's like, oh, everything's very quiet. You know what? Quiet's okay. We need the quiet. We need the yahoo. We need everything in between. It's okay. Yeah, God's rhythm is different. It's not with our rushed pace that tries to control everything. God's rhythm is different. Just let go and let God have control. And it's in this rhythm that we know we can make a difference. It's just a matter of trust. And if we're willing to quiet our life for him, he will work through us. The stillness in your life does not mean God is absent. Truly quiet spaces are often the places we find God the most and where he reveals his work in us. We just have to be quiet enough to let him work in our lives in whatever way he pleases. And there's a beautiful scripture in Isaiah 30 verse 15. It says, And quietness and confidence 
shall be your strength. Seek to live the quiet life because in it you'll find God. In it you'll find God. Hello, that. Let's pray, shall we? Thanks, Zach. (laughs) Lord, I just um, ask that the words I've spoken this morning would just bring relief, that bring release. Lord, that you'd help us to just make it our ambition to live quiet, tranquil lives. That doesn't mean that we're not doing anything. It just means that we're doing it in your pace, that we can breathe and that we can keep moving because when we do it in our way, we often run into brick walls and burn out. All our good intentions come to nothing. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just really minister to our hearts and our habits and our way of thinking and help us to know that we just have to walk in pace with you. We don't have to busy ourselves in other people's affairs and what they're doing. That you ask us just to walk in step with you. For those of us who just want to run and do great exploits, I pray, you know, those things are from you, Lord, but I pray that you'd help us to step in time with you and to understand the seasons and the transitions in our life. We pray your peace and your rest, Lord. For those of us who find it hard to get quiet because we might have little ones or demands of work on us, Lord, I pray that you teach us that it's within us. And when we... Understand that, that it doesn't matter what is going on around us. So help us to find that quietness in our spirit and that would flow out. And give us that space, Lord. I pray your rest upon each one of us, Lord. Lift off burdens, lift off agitation, that we would live quiet and tranquil lives and that it would be well-pleasing to you. pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.